0: Pat Mayo Pat Mayo Pat Mayo experience.
1: Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Genesis Invitational. Final betting card, the weather, DraftKings ownership, and of course, your questions live on the show. Now, if you're tuning into this after the fact, and you don't have time, let's say, randomly on a Wednesday afternoon, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, to tune in live, to ask your questions, dump them all down in the comment section after everything is done, and hopefully I'll be able to get to them sometime later on Wednesday evening. I mean, that's what I'm going to try to do at least, because I want to make sure that everyone gets their questions answered, because that would be awesome. Remember to smash the like button for the video. Always goes a long way. And subscribe to daily fantasy sports picks and bets, The Mix, Right now, my one-and-done preview is up there. Right now, it's all quick-hitting stuff. So you have your golf, Eurogolf, UFC, esports, soccer—all like 10 minutes or less, uh, just to get the picks, get in, get out, get you prepared if you want to get some action down. If you rate and review five stars, say something nice about the show, leave your Twitter handle or email address. We'll doing that on Apple Podcasts. You're in a draw for 100 bucks. We'll be giving away the winners on Monday's Pat Mayo Experience, breaking down the WGC with Jeff. Feinberg cuss corner drops tomorrow get prep for that and also go subscribe to cuss corner exclusive feed catch up on all the old cuss corners rate and review that one too rate and review this show you know i'm just trying to get everything out of the way here early oh and fantasynational.com get yourself 20 percent off by going to fantasynational.com slash mayo and then you'll get your 20% off. You want the tools? You want the stats? You want all the information you need to succeed? It's all up there. So highly recommend you go to fantasynational.com slash mayo right now. Betting card for the week. The quickest way to lose. Actually, it's probably the lengthiest way to lose money in sports gambling. It's definitely going to be a loser, don't don't have any crazy ideas about that, but you get it over four days. I guess some of the guys only two days, but hey, it's good bang for your buck in terms of entertainment value. So I'm going with my guy, Big Beefy Bryson, 18 to 1 to win this tournament. Also, Colin Morikawa, 35 to 1, Bubba Watson. 55 to 1. I played Mark Leishman, 66 to 1, with a top 8 each way. Matthew Wolf, 70 to 1, with a top 8 each way. The bombs for me this week Cameron Smith, 100 to 1, with a top 8 each way. And just for shits and giggles, JB Holmes, 225 to 1, with a top 8 each way. Top 10 play, Cam Davis, plus 650. Top 20s, Doc Redman and JB Holmes, plus 550. And sung, That's gotta be kind, 8 to 1. On the top 20. First round of leaders, all with a top five along with them. Post in 90, Werner, Wyndham Clark, the Gim Reaper, 100 to 1. Sung Kang, Doc Redman, JB Holmes, and Von Taylor, 125 to 1. My one and done in our small three way. Bryson, Shambo, Jeff is taking Tony Fino. And for whatever reason, Cust has selected Cameron Champ as his one and done when you have a guy that's like 200 to one to win a tournament gotta use him as a one and done right especially in a three man the weather this week looks pretty good to tell you the god's honest truth doesn't really seem to be anything inclement in the forecast at the moment looking through it like the highest we're gonna get up in winds is saturday potentially up to 20 miles per hour at riviera but i'm not really sweating that all that much, tell you the truth, uh, especially if it's like 15, like that's, you know, that's average, uh, most days it's below 10, so no rain, no real wind, no real splits, uh, looking pretty good, I like it, it's going to be a nice week of golf, and we've seen in the past when you have like sort of an outlier winner at this event, whether it be the long shot on J.B. Holmes, James Hahn, <clears throat> I'll give you a good one, James Hahn! When he won at minus six, J.B. Holmes, I believe, won at minus 11. Maybe it was minus 14. Either way, like when John Merrick wins, they're all in like shitty conditions. Uh, and this week, we're not getting that. So expect a primo winner. So when you're selecting your one and dones, it's, it's a week to burn one of the big boys in this one. Maybe even if it's like the second tier of big guys like Cantley or Finau or Hovland or Morikawa, one of those, maybe it doesn't need to be one of the top six guys. But, you know, someone good is likely to win this tournament. It's a quality, quality course. Ownership percentages. This week. If you're looking for them, you can just go to Dave, fantasy com slash mayo and then go under the uh, projected ownership tabs. The longer you give it, the more accurate they're going to be as people load in. So, at the moment, uh, of over 10,000 lineups generated so far, what we are looking for in terms of ownership: Cantley, Xander, Dustin, King, Carlos Ortiz. And Tony Finau, those are going to be your top five in terms of ownership projected, at least at noon Eastern time on Wednesday afternoon. We still have a whole 24 hours for people to get in lineups to get into these Genesis DraftKings contests, but that is how it's shaking out right now. Pivot plays I have up on FTNDaily.com. At the moment, I wrote up two guys. One is Brooks Kepka who from, I guess, Tony Finau and up is the only guy I currently have projected in the single digits. People talk about his history here. He's played it twice. He missed the cut in 2017 when he actually missed four of six cuts uh, to begin that year. So he missed at Farmers, he missed here, and then he missed at Bay Hill, and he missed at the Honda Classic. It turned out really like he had come second. He came in second the next year. So really bad run for him. He lost strokes with his irons in six consecutive events going into this. If you look at him last year at this event, he finished both top 20 in driving and irons. Couldn't putt, couldn't chip. He seems to be doing that right now, and the ball striking his back. So I don't have the utmost confidence in Brooks Kepka this week because he's still Brooks. He can just go out and miss cuts or become completely disinterested in the entire thing. However, if you're going to get Brooks with that amount of win equity at that price point, uh, like being – less than $10,000, and being in the single digits in ownership, that seems like a good spot to roll the dice. Especially if you pair him up with, you know, Dustin or Xander or Bryson or Rory or one of these higher-owned guys, he does provide some leverage against the rest of the field. He can be a second man in, he can be a first man in, depending on how you construct your lineups. Live chat, let's do this. The rules of the live chat, if I don't like you, you're banned for life. If you're a goofball, you're banned for life. You ask a bad question, you're banned for life. But really, as long as you just don't spam the chat, uh, you're probably not banned for life. But you, if you spam the chat, you are banned for life. Also, if you like bring like the hate speech, you're gone just immediately. Just fuck off with that nonsense. But the chat has been called out over the first few weeks. The chat's been running pure. It's been running efficiently, so I'm going to get to every question I can. And once again, if you're not watching this live, just dump your question in the comment section after you smash the like button to the video, and I will try to get to them around 8 p.m. Eastern, maybe. Depends on when my kids go to sleep, and then I'll just jump on and fire off some answers in the YouTube comment section. So please go check that out. Oh Stumanji, Scott Stewart, first one up here in the chat. Now that Daniel Berger has withdrawn, which golfers are you considering as a pivot play? Uh, it's going to be Brooks. Brooks for me. I, like Hideki and Spieth are coming in super low owned too. I just don't like them all that much this week. So Brooks in the 9K, and then in the 8K, Leishman and Cam Smith both project pretty lowly as well. So those would be my guys. How important is course history this week compared to other weeks? Will golfers at this course like Colin Morikawa struggle? I don't see why Morikawa would struggle. 30th last year i believe uh, so at least he's played it a bunch yeah, he's from california it's one thing like it's hard to really parse out course history sometimes solely because you see similar fields here because it's a very high-end field that high-end players tend to do well year after year but then you have your jt postons and sung kangs who just appear to make the cut every single year cameron shingali is another one who just always seems to make the cut carlos ortiz max homa has played really well with this event so it's kind of hit or miss of are these guys comfortable at this tournament or are they not comfortable with these conditions unique green complexes really fast bumpy greens the Kikuya rough which is you know very bouncy that maybe you know you, you don't necessarily get your ball propped up all of the time out of it and anything like that so uh, course history means something to me but it means far less than it seems to to most people i think it's a nice tiebreaker if you're going into it uh, and i you know I bet on JB Holmes. And full disclosure, I'm not using JB Holmes on DraftKings. Like he's 225, 250 to 1, depending on where you look. Like if he wins, I'll be fine. Um, so I don't want to risk my DraftKings lineups because he has this course history uh, at Riviera with a win. He has a win at Quail Hollow, which is a corollary course as well. But, you know, he's far more likely to miss the cut than make the cut based on how he's playing coming into the week. Russell, any thoughts on Morikawa's saw putting grip? Well, he's currently, I think, 192nd on tour and putting, so you can't get worse, right? So I, I don't think it's really that big of a deal if he feels comfortable with it. Like He's been putting like absolute trash and he has two top 10s and two starts on the PGA Tour in 2021. Just give me the ball striking, let him figure out the rest. Um, if he puts poorly, he's not going to win. Uh, if he puts all right, then you know, he's probably going to be inside the top five because that's how good Colin Morikawa is when it comes to the long irons and especially the driving accuracy, uh, what we're going to see at Riviera this week. So I'm not too concerned about it. Favorite play, $6,500.00. And below. I have no one in my alliance below $6,500. The only one at $6,500 I have is Sung Kang. Lowest owned guy above $10,000. Hmm, let's see how this is shaking out right now. I currently have Justin Thomas projected as the lowest owned player. Now, no one's really low owned. Uh, I have him around like 12, 13%. Uh, Rory would be the next closest at like 13 to 15%. And those guys could definitely flop. I used in Full disclosure: I used some Justin Thomas uh, of above ten thousand dollars players across forty lineups this week. Thomas and Bryson are the only two guys that I used above ten thousand dollars, and I played them at over fifty percent of my lineup. So I got a lot of JT Bryson teams: JT Brooks, Bryson Brooks, JT Morikawa, Bryson Morikawa, Brooks Morikawa. Like that combination is how I'm starting off most of my teams this week. So feel free to fade those, and maybe you'll actually win. Redmond or Snediger? Redmond. I'm playing Redmond. Oh, also, if you answer other people's questions, no one's asking you people, um, so you're asking me the questions. You answer other people's questions, you're banned for life. I see this person has done it right now. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he did know. I don't know. But you keep it up, you're banned for life. And if you just have comments to make that aren't questions, you're also banned for life. Ownership on Carlos Ortiz. Once again, fantasynational.com slash mayo to go check this out. Right now, the calculated ownership on Carlos Ortiz is somewhere between 16 and 19%, the highest owned of all of the 7K golfers this week on DraftKings. Hi, Pat. We know that if Fertelli ever... Do we know if Fertelli ever made it to the course? I know he was stuck in Texas as of yesterday. I have no idea. You know, check his Instagram to figure that out. Any more news on... Man, people are really sweating this poor... If you're actually concerned about Morikawa's, like, putting change, don't play him. I'm not concerned. I don't care how he's putting. He could putt with a pool hue, uh, As long as the ball striking is good for me, I'm good with Morikawa. Who is the most underpriced golfer in the field? I don't fucking know. There's a ton of them. Brooks. I mean, Brooks wins at the same rate as, like, John Rom. So maybe he should be $1,000 more. Uh, Pat, great job last week on the last man in and choosing Lastly, Lashley. Who is the last man in this week? I think if you're not going crazy, like, if, like, in... If you're playing a whole bunch of limes, like I played forty, forty two actually I think. I just threw them all in the five dollar. In those ones, Sung Kang is my last man in. You know, I have some Doc Redman amongst those guys. But when I'm thinking about my like $100 and $200 entries, I'm probably not going to dip. I think the only one I may have dipped into was maybe I did play Redman at $6,600. But That's a bit more volatile. Doug Gim, I wish he had more experience at this course. I think that's where you could go with. But in my main lineup, I believe I have Wyndham Clark at $7,100. Is my last man in? I think the last men in you can look at this week: Poston, Gooch. And Wyndham Clark, that 71, 72, 7300 range. I used Matthew Fitzpatrick in that lineup too for some savings. Cameron Davis, who's going to be incredibly popular, I also used him. So you get a 76, you get a 75, you get a 71, and then you can go a bit more balanced at the top. You can still afford a 10K guy, you can afford a 9K guy, and an 8K guy in that build of lineup if you want to. If you want to go double stack, then obviously you got to go a bit lower. But if you're trying to play like safety wise, I do like Wyndham Clark this week. So that's the route that I ended up going. How are you feeling about Lonto this week? Debating him or Burns for the last spot. I went with Lonto. I didn't use Sam Burns. So I like Lonto more. What criteria are you using to determine your core at 10K or 9K? Well, I can't play everyone. So I got to be frugal with the choices that I make. And I'm someone who likes to play a really condensed core. So I have 18 players for 42 lineups see how that works out um obviously if my guys hit i'm gonna have a really good week if they don't hit i'm not gonna have a very good week uh the criteria that i'm using is just i'm picking guys that i think are gonna play well this week i put a bet in on bryson i think bryson's gonna win so we gotta use that guy justin thomas was more of an ownership play i did want to get some leverage i think that he's going to be the lowest owned at least per projections and really it's really difficult to decipher between these guys at the top end yes if dustin johnson comes out and plays his best he will win if Justin Thomas comes out and plays his best and Dustin plays to the 96th percentile, Justin Thomas is probably going to win. It's so hard to figure out amongst the very top end guys, especially when you have six or seven that are all kind of in the same bucket of how to differentiate between them. So when it comes to the betting odds, who has the longest odds? That's just the route that I'm taking. When it comes to DraftKings, who's a good price? And combine that with ownership, how are those guys going to turn out? turn out? So that's how I determined my 10 and 9K guys for the week. Who is the best all around golfer in the 7K and below? verner it's probably Redmond, verner Gim is actually playing the best out of all of these guys. Von Taylor is someone that you could potentially turn to as well. He's playing well, he's played well at this course uh, in the past. I mean, Sung Kang is a pure, you know, just seems to like playing at Riviera Cage. Lee is down there as well. Uh, but yeah, Gim, verner Redmond would probably be my three favorites uh, from the 6K if, you, if that's the way that you're going to go. Uh, will potential low ownership on Kepka interest you in rostering him? Yes. I mean, you say, you say somewhat scattered performance at the Genesis. I did go through that. Obviously, you put it in this question before I went through it, but I just, it's two tournaments. It's six rounds, and he played pretty well the last time that we saw him out and the last time that we saw him out at Genesis. But again, he just couldn't putt. But Brooks, pretty good putter. Do you worry about Morikawa? Listen, if you ask me one more question about Morikawa's putting grip, you're getting banned for life. I'm just throwing that out there now no i'm not he said what's it gonna get worse well, he's basically putting like keegan bradley what's he gonna lose 20 strokes putting in two rounds now well, he might lose like four but that's what he's been doing anyway so i'm not again too concerned about it uh favorite play 67 or less not name hv3 it would be redmond mark leishman good on windy poa but is he really worth that price given he looks more like a flash in the pan rather than steady eddie over the past year I don't really know what that means. He was brutal post-COVID and for the rest of 2020. And since 2021 has started, he's been back to being Mark Leishman again. He's getting over four strokes on approach average over the past three events. His only three events so far in 2021. So he's back to doing what Mark Leishman does. He hits his irons incredibly well. He putts incredibly well and his. Chipping and his driving is kind of all over the map and you hope that he has a good week with those combined with the irons and putting continue to go well and he's great. No one's really using him at his price point uh, because he does seem like he's overvalued and even look at his mixed bag history at the Genesis. The past five years he has two missed cuts. He also has two top five finishes. So I like Mark Leachman a lot here. Who has grown on you during the week and who is more of a fade now? Brooks is probably the one who's grown on me the most. Wyndham Clark has grown on me the most. And I've never, I haven't really decided to like fade anyone that I was on earlier in the week. So there we go. Feels like this is a JT Postin week. Why is no one talking about Postin? from not JT Poston. This week, I do like JT Poston. I have mentioned him a few times. Uh, plays Genesis really well. The putting has been excellent. The irons were really good last week. And when you look at his proximity ranges, he's actually been pretty good from like 175 to 200, which is where he's going to be hitting most of his shots this week. Historically, that's this course. That's where it's went. So uh, I like JT Poston. Do you put any stock in those that have been playing in recent weeks and some players coming back off a few weeks layoff? No, not really. Thoughts on Hovland betting in DFS. I'm considering him as a core play. Um, he's fine. Uh, he didn't make my list. I ended up going with Morikawa instead, but I have no real reason to say that Hovland's not a good play. I'm just not using him this week. Same as Fino. Like I think is a fine play, but he didn't make my final core because he's You have to be picky in these circumstances. Can't play everyone. Please talk me out of Charlie Hoffman on DK. Hit it great last week. That he did also putted really well. You do have to worry that if things don't go super well for Charlie on like the front nine on Thursday, is he just going to withdraw like he had done in the three previous events? That would be my biggest concern with Charlie Hoffman. Bryson has progressed at this event, finishing higher each time he's played it. But this is his first time playing it as bombs Bryson. Should this cause hesitation? Why? He's better now than he's ever been. Why would that cause hesitation? Oh, he's, he's a lot better now. Now I'm not going to use him. Come on. Give your head a shake, pal. Cam Smith is rocking one hell of a mullet. Photo came out yesterday. lock. I like Cam Smith. Nothing in his stats would point to him being good here because he has been bad so far in 2021. But I do like the Augusta corollary. He tends to play well at Augusta. He's played well at Riviera in the past. Uh, I just think that he's a creative player. He's good around the greens. You know, can he hit his irons well, really, when it comes down to it? Some weeks he does, some weeks he doesn't. Like, it's it. He's not a lock to make the cut. He's not a lock to do really well. But I do think amongst these guys, like everyone is using Max Homa in the $8,000 region. I think Max is a fine play, but that's just going to be like an ownership fade for me because I think that Cam Smith is just objectively a better player. I'd rather play him. So I'm playing Cam Smith. Any lean on Stanley or Nick Taylor? Sure, neither of them. Where do you find these top eight each ways? Uh, you got to find the, the right book to do that. Um, you know, if you're in Canada, maybe you can find that. That's all I'm saying. Or maybe if you're in certain states in the US, I'm not quite sure which ones, there is a certain site out there that will allow the top eight each ways. What's that? I said, or Europe. Or Europe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're in Europe, you, like anywhere. Like, the Top eight's yeah. not even good in Europe. So like you can give me the top 12 each way or something like that. In Australia, is the same way. Uh, what are your opinions on group betting I'm interested in Hideki to be Hovland Scott and Scheffler plus 350 that's not a terrible bet I don't know what to do with Hideki this week it just seems like he's not Hideki at the moment uh, even though the course history would lean on, I don't mind that bet at all I, I'm not huge on group betting I kind of like single day group betting and just parlaying them together and hoping to get like super lucky on a 60 to 1 but other than that uh, it's not really for me does David Burnett stat of 14 of the past 15 champs playing Riviera at least five times change your card or one and done? Nope. Don't really care about that. What would your strategy be for ownership relief in a smaller field like this? I mean, you just construct your lineup in different ways. I read to you who the top guys are going to be on DraftKings in terms of ownership, and that's why I'm playing someone like Brooks and Justin Thomas, just because they give me a bit of ownership relief, and I can pair them up with my chalky guys. Mayo has a thing for Asian male golfers. Sure. I mean, I just like golfers that I like. Some of them just happen to be Asian. uh, Jeff and I actually went over this uh, ages ago. We used to do a comp between Ricky Fowler and Hideki because for a while they were pretty much on the same tier as it pertained to their output. This was like 2017, 2018. And frankly, Hideki was actually better over that course of time. But when you would look at the betting markets, Ricky Fowler was always he always had worse odds than Hideki. When you look at DraftKings pricing, Fowler had worse odds than Hideki. So much of the betting market is a product of you know, recency bias and how people are actually going to wager their money. So one of the reasons that I like a lot of the male Asian golfers, they tend to constantly be undervalued versus their American counterparts. Like Ricky, because he wore like neon clothes, you, know, you were deducted 20 points in the betting market from him. So when he would be 20 to one and Hideki would be 40 to one, and would be like, well, why wouldn't you bet Hideki? He's just better. But you don't hear much from Hideki. He's a Japanese player. Uh, he doesn't have the same sort of fanfare. People aren't lining up to go bet Hideki. It's the same reason and then I like see, woo! Kim is that? I mean, now he's getting credit in the market, but you now two bad events in a row, and Hideki's gonna then Siwoo's is gonna be like 150 to one again, uh, and their skill sets don't necessarily match. That. Kevin Na is another great example. Yes, he's an American player, but he is obviously of Korean descent, and he doesn't get the same credit for his win rate as other players who don't win that are way above him. So uh, it's a weird like lapse, especially in the North American betting market, that these Asian descent golfers just don't seem to get the same sort of credit for what they deserve in the betting market so maybe that's why i end up gravitating towards them champ gonna be in the rough half of the tea time from like 160 to 180 out eek all right that's not a question one more of these and you're banned for life On the Mayo Cup leaderboard, it shows five cuts to start and counts down from there when your player misses the cut. Is this a consequence for when he gets zero? I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't run the Mayo Cup. I'm just promoting it. They use my name. I play in it. So just message them with whatever your questions are. What, with Will Z's win here in 2005, would you go with Will Z or Scotty Schauffler? I'd probably still go with Scotty Schauffler, to tell you the truth. Just think Scotty is like the... I wouldn't say the rich man's Zalatoris at the moment, but he's like 15% more Will Zalatoris. They're very much like kind of the same guy now. Thoughts on Fitzpatrick and Connors this week. I really like Fitzpatrick on DraftKings. I think he's severely undervalued. And I worry about Connors' ability to get the ball up and down. And then when he's three feet away, actually making that three-foot putt. Uh, at least with Connors, he's going to hit his fairways. Like Connors' ball striking is going to be really, really good. Can't really chip or putt. Uh, he's sort of like the lesser Morikawa in that stretch. And at least Morikawa is trying to do something to rectify his bad current putting. But we've seen him pop in tournaments where he just gains a bunch of strokes putting. With Fitzpatrick, good short game, good putting, great long irons, gonna be very accurate. So I, he was T30 here last year. He's coming over from the Euro Tour. Won a huge event over in the Middle East to end 2020. And it doesn't seem like anyone's using him. So when you can get the number 20 player in the world at the th- number 20... He's number 20 player in the world. Not this event, the world. So that would probably make him like number 10 or number 11 in this event. He's 33rd in DraftKings pricing. That just screams value to me. What do you think is the softest part of the betting market? Matchups, nationalities, top 40s. Uh, I think DraftKings is one of the few places that actually only offers top 40s. So I don't have access to play DraftKings Sportsbook. Although, new legislation in Canada. As of this morning, there's going to be a vote on it. So maybe we will be getting DraftKings Sportsbook very soon, which would be very nice. I think that three-ball and two-ball live betting is probably the best way to go. Or even if you didn't want to bet anyone throughout the course of the tournament, that like I constantly throw it out there. And like I don't do it the right way. man, I'm not a professional gambler. I like to gamble because it's fun for me. But if you didn't want to make any outright bets, start the week and you want to jump in after Thursday and then after Friday, using a tool like Fantasy National to look at who is striking the shit out of the ball and not making any putts. Or then you can jump on those guys at like 100 to 1, 80 to 1, going into the second round, third round, fourth round, whatever it might be. And then you can build up like three or four of those guys. Maybe one or two can get themselves into the mix. You can play her each ways so you can get a top five along with that. So if they come inside the top five, you're going to win a bunch anyway based on the long shot of the odd where they can get themselves into contention you don't have to invest as much. And if somehow they can make it a 1v1 with the guy who's in the lead, then you can just hedge out of your bet. Uh and then you can bet, let's say, like Dustin Johnson at, you know, minus 110 or something like that, knowing that it's gonna be Dustin or your guy who's going to win. Like that's a that's a strategy you could actually like to do but yeah i mean i'm doing content on a monday where i talk about outright winners so i end up betting these outright winners and then that becomes less viable for me personally but doing like the head-to-heads day-to-day round by round i think can be very profitable pre-tournament top 20s actually do seem to be the best market um but we're here for fun we're here for the big scores that's why we like outright winners right Rounding out your lineup on DraftKings, would you rather go Keegan, Telly or Champ? I'd rather go neither. I've already kind of listed off the guys that I like down in that range. If you were to pick two 9K golfers and up to lock into 20 lineups, which two would you go with? Bryson and Morikawa would probably be my two favorites. Pat, why don't you have NBA content? Is there a place I can send a video to? If you suck. If I suck, ban me for life. If you like me and think I'm good, would you give me a shot? I mean, you can say, send all emails to the Pat experience at gmail.com. Uh, still doing those free money giveaways. Uh, we have those offers up there right now. So if you want to get into that or if you send an email, uh, we have some like promos that you can get into and you can basically just you know play on a few sites for free for a bit. So... The Pat Mayo Experience at gmail.com. So reach out. The main reason that I'm not doing NBA is I kind of missed the beginning of the season in order to do it. And I wouldn't want to just start launching an NBA show you know, with you know, half the season already over. And you have to understand that. It's very difficult to produce these shows. So you need a producer. You need the talent. They need to come out at the same time every day. You need someone to fill out the graphical elements of everything, the upload time, the rendering time, uh, to make sure that everything goes well for the audio process treatment. Uh, You need a sponsor on board to pay for all this stuff. Or if not, I'm paying it all out of my pocket. Stuff ain't cheap. Uh, Video production to go through. You need equipment to send to people. You need lighting to send to people. Uh, You need to find out to get sponsors on board for sales. So there's a lot more to it than just, hey, I made a video, post it um there's more that goes into at least the type of production that i like to put out which you know has graphical elements which you know looks visibly appealing i mean not everything obviously my setup at my studio is different than what some contributors have at their own personal like home studios but we try to make it look as good as possible sound as good as possible and be as timely as possible and frankly there's a lot of complications that can go into that stuff and Um, I'm maybe going to launch an MLB show, maybe do an NFL show, and we're trying to pack up all the sports. Maybe we get into NBA by this time next year, but I just don't see a place for, like, I don't, The hockey show is growing really well, so please go subscribe, because Chris just hands out winners over there, by the way. And then Moods and DJ have been really good Thursday and Tuesdays with their picks. And then Griff, you ever play on DraftKings, Griff does like a 10-minute video on Saturdays, just you're in, you're out, here are the plays, here are the line stacks. Griff has been fucking killing it. So that show has been just printing people money, almost like the UFC show, which also prints people money, which allows people to stay on the channel and then lose money betting on golf with me. Uh, Unless you're following Jeff, then you're probably actually winning. But... It's just – if you're not going to develop some sort of consistency and have a whole package, like doing NBA one day a week has – no real appeal to me like nascar we can do one day a week because there's one race a week ufc we can do like we do the long form video with the dogger pass but brett and mad lab they contribute as well with their shorter videos but there's one event a week like nba is every day hockey is every day that's why we run six shows a week for that day and the shelf life of nba makes it probably the most difficult to do shows for as well because so much changes between like 6 30 and 7 p.m eastern time and like that sort of content has no value to me me, uh, in the way that I produce content, because as a half-hour shelf life, if you're not watching it live, then it's absolutely useless to you You know, two minutes after lock happens. So at least with the hockey show you can kind of talk through the day. With MLB, you don't know exactly what the lineups are, but you can talk through the day. You know what the projected pitching matchups are. You know, presumably, how the left-right splits are going to work. You can talk that through, film it the night before, have it out for people's commutes in the morning, so they can digest it very easily. Uh, that Then it can also go up in audio podcast form that people can download throughout the course of the day, uh, and you can pick up downloads that way. You can sell sponsorships on that way to make it that it's not just a big fucking money pit the entire time. So with NBA, I, honestly, FTN daily.com if you want nba they have all of. they do a live show from six to seven every single day use code mayo you can get yourself behind the paywall to watch the show they have the optimizer it just nba doesn't really fit with what i want to do in terms of content um so sorry for the nba break on the golf show but that would be why? I'm just not like, listen, man, send me the video. Uh, if you're a good talent, I can you know help you get started. I can coach you up. Uh, I can let you know what you're doing wrong, that kind of thing. I've helped out a ton of people that way to launch their own YouTube channels. If it's something you're passionate about doing, I just don't know if it necessarily fits in on Mayo Media Network. Do you like Fowler plus 150 to miss the cut? I actually kind of do. This will be the week where I'll off Ricky and he finally plays well, because that's how these things work. But I made it to make the cut to miss the cut parlay and Ricky is on the miss part of it. Thoughts on Morikawa top 30 minus 135? Those bets just aren't for me. I, it's like when I play my top 20s, I don't play the favorites top 20s. I play long shot top 20. I'm looking for big scores here. Like how much are you going to bet minus 135 on Morikawa top 30? Like, I, I, it seems like it would require a substantial investment to bet that kind of thing. And that's just not what I'm looking for with how volatile golf is. Pat, thanks for the great show. I'm probably the youngest sub you have. Colton, wage. Love watching Golf. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah. The, the golf audience, I was looking at my demographics yesterday. A lot of uh, 25 to 40 is where like 98% of the audience of this show is. So if you're younger than that or older than that, you guys are the outliers. Thank you all for tuning in. Is Brian Stewart an option below $7,000? Reason for him good. Unsure of course history. As always, thanks for the great content. Stewart's actually played this course pretty well over the years. He is not the skill set that I like whatsoever. I don't like him at longer courses. Um, almost ever but again he's a putter he's a great short game he's good with his wedges so he can get himself out of trouble a lot of the times but he tends to play pebble pretty well anyway 23rd last year 60th the year before miscut 39 39th, 39th miscut for brian stewart at the genesis invitational he's not on my radar he's not someone i'm using but um you know he's an option can we get a cut sweat soon i mean the cut sweats happen at the same places every single year so players is probably the first potential time that we're going to be doing the cut sweat show probably the masters to tell you the truth great show hov wonder morikawa morikawa how hard should we smash the like button every single week as hard as you can that doesn't break the screen would be my method so you know, like you it's like you know if you subscribe to the network that also really helps if you're watching and you're not sub please sub please, please sub uh, goes a long way and smashing the like button and engaging with the content. That just makes it discoverable for other people. Having basically like a YouTube analytics and Mayo Media Network business session with you guys today. But that's why I always ask for a lot of this stuff is that, you know, it's free to do. It takes you no time and it really does help us out in that way. It's like the ratings and reviews on the podcast. That's how other people find the shows. Uh, And we're always just trying to grow the audience. Tringali and Gim or Cam Davis and KH Lee? davis and kh lee rank these three cantley x fino x cantley fino thoughts on One this week i already went through that hey pat i made three lineups using 13 golfers for the one dollar three max and five dollar single entry is that too many golfers seems like too many golfers so 13 golfers for 18 potential spots like i said i played 42 lineups and used 18 golfers so i mean if that method works for you that's fine because you're getting like at least 33 percent of these guys in these tournaments so you're likely to be overweight on everyone but i would want to play like different variations of the same lineup basically because if i win i want like three bullets at actually trying to win if my core hits instead of having one that might be good one that might be bad and one that might not be Uh, like you you, when you look at the screen you have one in like last place one somewhere in the cash then one somewhere in the middle i'd prefer to have either three completely out of the money or three really in the money with a chance at winning the big prize it just gives you more outs like it's so hard to win the big prize that when you have an opportunity to do it you're right that week you want to have as many opportunities as possible to come through with the first prize optimal optimal number of guys in the to make the cut parlay <laughs> none because they're terrible bets uh, they are losing ev wagers but uh i think i just kind of scroll through the list like who do i like who do i not like i don't think i ever take anyone who's more than minus 300 in those i'm not taking the djs of the world like minus a thousand because that's not really helping out my parlay at all so i just look at the odds see what happens go with it how is neiman's ownership looking relative to the people in his price range i think he's i wouldn't say chalky but i feel like he's fairly popular i think he's like 14 percent, something like that uh more than bubba less than hovland less than scott more than all the guys right below him. So yeah, somewhere in the 13 to 16% for Neiman this week. Um, yeah. Uh Hovland and Hama or Xander and the Gim Reaper. Alexander and the Gim Reaper here. Uh haven't heard you talk about him this week. But what are your thoughts on Furik? Hard pass or strokes game putting the least important stat for constructing lineups. Not at the end of the week. At the end of the week, they're probably the most important. They are just the least predictable week-to-week. Week. Not to say that anything is predictable. Something like strokes gained off the tee, the most predictable of all the strokes gained stats. The great drivers tend to drive the ball greatly. The bad drivers don't. Uh, I always do the comparison that Dustin, that Dustin Johnson is going to drive the ball 325 yards almost every single time. Wes Bryan is going to drive the ball 275 yards almost every single time. That, we just kind of write that in, and that's really good information to know. We know that data. Uh, irons, you know, there's good iron players, there's bad iron players, but bad iron players can have a bad iron week. Bad iron players could have a good iron week, but that tends to be a bit more consistent. Around the green, I mean, it around the green is really skewed because... You know, you can chip in if you chip in that really adds to it but good around the green players good short game players tend to have good short games and that translates course to course putting can just be all over the place Uh, and again like wes Bryan's never going to outdrive dustin johnson but who is the worst putter in this field if we look at it over the past 50 rounds the worst putter in the field is keegan bradley no big shocker there but through two rounds at waste management keegan bradley was like fifth in strokes game putting because that can just happen when it comes to putting. That's why we, we always put a de-emphasi- de-emphasization on putting when it comes to the modeling, because it's just not super predictable. You know, good putters are going to putt well a good amount of the time, uh, but that doesn't mean that the worst guy in the field can be, can't be can be the best, and the best guy can't be the worst. Putting is really the only stat that it works like for that. Hovland wins by how many? Uh, okay. Worst case scenario for Bryson this week? Misses the cut. <laughs> Withdraws? Uh, he's withdrawn from this tournament before. So it happens. Thoughts on Brendan Steele. He is min priced. Uh he is the min on some other site that's not DraftKings that I've never heard of that no one should probably play at. So you're banned for life for saying, even just alluding to some other site that's not DraftKings. Actually, I won't ban you for life. You do that again, I'll ban you for life. Uh, thoughts on saving bullets for the mayo cup or ride with dj rory or rom trying to stay disciplined within the top 10 i'd say burn one of your top guys this week like use your top guys and figure out the rest later <laughs> that's always been my approach to it that you know that always happens to me that i don't necessarily abide by those rules but if you can stick to it and stay disciplined that's the way to go pat scott or zander for one and done let's go zander any love for c Woo this week uh, not especially at that price or even as odds don't love it. Uh, he's someone, like, Si is actually a really good guy to bet live because, again, he doesn't get a ton of credit. Now, if he gets off to a hot start, you're kind of fucked. But if he's striking the ball really well in, like, the first round and he's not making a ton of putts, like, jump on Si Siwoo because as long as he's striking the ball well, he's going to find a way to, like, ride seven birdies in a row at some point during the week because that's what he does. Uh, and Maybe the putter can come along with it. But he's a nice live bet type of guy. Probably starting most of my lineups with Bryson. Thoughts between Kepka, Morikawa, Bubba is the second guy. And while I have, I have a lot of lineups to go, Bryson Kepka, Bryson Morikawa, Bryson Bubba, I couldn't really distinguish between them. I think for pure leverage, in terms of ownership, you're looking at Morikawa, then Bubba, then Kepka. Bubba actually allows you to do more with the rest of your lineup because he's the cheapest. Uh, but Bryson Morikawa is probably my favorite of those in terms of safety. Do you think using Dustin is a unique way to approach one and done this week? No, I think he might be the most popular pick. Maybe people are saving him for later, but it's not like this is a small prize pool, and he's five and a half to one and to win in this field at a course that he loves and tends to come like top five in. So I have no issues using him this week. How do you like K. H. Lee? Like K. H. Lee at seventy one hundred bucks. I'm using him. Pat top twenty finisher to save your life this week. Dustin Johnson minus four hundred. I gave you my top twenty bets. Uh, Paul, are you banning people for life down there?
0: Uh, he's spamming. Right. He was spamming, S- telling people to like support his channel. And there was no questions. He was clearly just finding shows that were live and probably just cuts and pastes, stuff like that.
1: Do you think that ever works?
0: No. I no. mean, wouldn't,
1: wouldn't people just find you annoying and not want to check out your channel? Uh, I would imagine,
0: but who knows?
1: Uh, best top 10 prop bets? Rewind to the beginning. I want to give you my betting card. What does Leishman's ownership look like? I think he's around 6%. Leish's pieces. Yeah, sub 6% at the moment from what I'm seeing on fantasynational.com. I'd say he ends up somewhere between 5 and 8, depending on how much buzz comes on him on Wednesday night, but on the lower side. I possibly got a nickname for you Charlie Hoffman equals Chuck Hoff. That is awful. That is horrible. I don't know if that's like a troll or a joke or you thought that was serious. you think that's serious? Never give anyone a nickname because that is brutal. Siwoo top 10. I already went through my top 10s. Any thoughts on Ricky and Will Zalatoris to make the cut? I already answered that. Do you think there's value in a Xander over DJ matchup? I guess it would depend on what the price is. <laughs> if you get like plus 160, yeah. Why not? Are you worried? Oh, are you worried about Morikawa switching up his putter? Paul, you know what that means.
0: Ban for life. I'll put
1: them in a timeout. No more questions about Morikawa's putter, because I don't care. Thoughts on having two 6K guys this week in your lineup with a higher cut percentage? I played some of those lines, like my JT Bryson lineups have two 6K guys in them, so I don't hate it. It's, you know, trickier, because those guys aren't good. <laughs> Bubba Scott ownership. presume we'll, both will be quite popular. I'm not seeing a ton of love for Bubba at all. Adam Scott, like 15%. Bubba, nine, 8, 9, 10%. So give me Bubba in that circumstance. Thoughts on Neiman seems to be flying under the radar. The ownership would not reflect that. Am I insane for playing Patrick Rogers? I mean, no. California courses where putting can come in handy. Those are the Patrick Rogers jams. It's just when he shoots 80 one day, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's why I never play Patrick Rogers. It comes with the territory of these low low end guys. Thoughts on list? List is fine. Um, I'm not using them this week. Going to wait till we get to Florida. Get back on Bermuda short courses. Although he has been playing really good. Would you rank your top three one-and-done plays this week? Yeah, you can just go check out Pat Mayo's one-and-done preview video on Mayo Media Network right now, where I talk you through that. It's less than 10 minutes. You can go check that out, where I break down the one and duns. That's also up on Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets, The Mix. That's where I post my audio podcast for the one-and-done if you rate and review and subscribe. Give it a five-star rating, something you like, Twitter handle, and email address on the mix. Uh, then you're in a draw for 100 bucks, giving it away on Monday. So just go check it out up there, all right? Sorry if you've already addressed this, but Rom, Cantlay, or Brooks, I like Brooks. I mean, objectively, I like Rom the best of those guys, but the guy that I'm using on DraftKings is Brooks. Which driving metric on Fantasy National do you think is the best for calculating someone hitting it long and straight? Would you explain what fairways gains calculate? Fairways gains is just a better way to look at accuracy. So instead of having, like, driving accuracy percentage, like if you look at PGA tour.com we'll just tell you the number of fairways hit versus the number of holes that players have played. And that's fine, but what if people played Kapalua, where everyone hits like 80% of fairways, and you look at it, it's like, oh man, he hits 96% of fairways. Fairways gain weights it against the field, against the course. So how often are people hitting fairways versus the field? And let's say like this week at Riviera, the average... Um, driving accuracy is 55%, which is well below average. So like if you hit 68% of fairways this week, you're going to gain a lot on the field because so few people are hitting that many. So it weights how you do against the field in fairways at that course. I think the best way that you can kind of look at it is you can just build your own custom modeling for it uh, and just put in two factors and you can weight it any way that you want, put in driving distance I mean, strokes gained off the tee does kind of weight this stuff in too, but you can put in driving distance. Let's say let's say you want bigger drivers this week, but you want to weight some accuracy as well. Just to get a pure split of it, just weight 50% driving driving distance gained, then 50% fairways gained, and just see who pops up near the top. I bet you, if I had to guess, it's Colin Morikawa. I can run that for you right now. I will build that model in real time, because I think I may have already done it before. Dry, no, that's a distance plus short game. Do I have an accuracy plus long irons? I've got so many of these fucking models. I've got to erase these. Uh, Let's see. Distant short game. So I'll just go 50% distance. 50% fairways gained. And load that up and see who the best players are over the past 50 rounds. Morikawa is my guess to be the best. Who else would be up there? Connors. I guess Ben Ann's not playing, so he's not going to pop up. Who else? Rory, probably. Rom, pro- Rom might actually be number one when we think about it. So the top 10 players in driving distance, plus fairways gain, Both weighted at 50%. Scotty Scheffler, Corey Connors, John Rom, Dustin Johnson, Brendan Steele, Laird, Rory, Neiman, Morikawa, Bubba Watson, Jason Kokrak. A lot of those guys play well at this course. Huh. <laughs> How about that? Ricky. Huh. Ricky is 14th. Good for you, Ricky. Xander is 19th. Uh, Redman is 16th. Burns is 15th. Keegan is 12th. Of the 6K guys, you got Redman, Scott Harrington, who's the dead men, Lucas Glover, the glove, and Joel Damon is actually 23rd on that list too. The Gim Reaper, 26th on that list. Uh not great. He has above average distance and above average accuracy. But like when you look at someone like sheffler he's 26th and 22nd. Connor's 49th in distance, second in fairways gained. Rom 13th in distance, 48th. Morikawa is probably he's 59th in distance and 12th in accuracy. So um yeah. It's interesting. I like that question. That's a good one. Golfed all my life, but I am new to DraftKings golf. This might be pretty lame, but what do you? But what do B-O-B, P4, B P four O T T and B S mean? B O B are is birdies or better. P four is par four is gained. O T T is off the tee, and B S is ball striking, which is a combination of off the tee and. Approach weighted at 50% each. Will Zalatoris or Matt Wolf? Matt Wolf, is Doc Redmond's ownership up at all because of the amateur result here? I already bet him at 300 to 1. Burning money. Um, no, I think people are pretty pissed off at Doc Redmond after being chalky and missing the cut uh, last time we saw him in Phoenix. Did he even play last week? Did he miss the cut last week too? Doc Redmond. I'm playing Doc Redmond, so let's see. How did he do last week? He did not play last week. He's missed consecutive cuts, but he struck the shit out of the ball. In one round at the Farmers, he lost two strokes putting. In two rounds in Phoenix, he lost over five strokes putting. In one round at the RSM, dating back to last year, he lost four strokes putting. In in one round at the Amex, he lost 3.4. Got to figure this out, pal. Got to figure out the putting. Just be okay putting, and we're going to be on good terms here. Redmond's ownership is like 5%. So, no, he's not going to be jockey. He's not going to be super popular. Pick two, Grio, Mike Thompson, Lashley, List, Malnati, and Neesmith. Of those two, Neesmith and List. Nate Lashley this week. Don't feel like this is a Nate Lashley course. Any KH Lee love? Yeah, I'm in on him. In uh, I got him my first-round leader. He's on DraftKings. Thoughts on Neesmith as the last man in? Whatever my favorite last man in, he missed the cut. Odds that Harry Higgs can finally make a cut. Kind <laughs> like 50-50. Is he Stars and Scrubs build this week, or is it? is a stars and scrub build this week overthinking it i don't think so how do you feel about henley as a pivot from high owned carlos ortiz uh it's fine but it's not like henley's low owned by any means i think he's like the second highest owned yeah so ortiz is by far the highest owned what we're seeing at least around like 15 to 18% henley's going to be like 9 to 12% that's the same as like tringali and see Woo kim uh in that top range i don't mind it i trust henley's a fine play I, it was in the mix here last year too before a bad final round uh, what do you think about kyle stanley i don't like kyle stanley what do you think about ta von taylor is a reasonable punt probably wouldn't punt on him um uh, maybe a top 20 play maybe a DraftKings kings play but it's not like i'm betting von taylor to win see popping in the models does have a t3 here do you like him at this course like i I kind of went over to the siwoo stuff Any Wes Bryan brian interest nope how much money do you typically bet on golfers each week pat mayo never reveals that same reason i don't tweet out my cards Um, you either get the odds you have. I don't like the, uh, the shaming that people have with other people. I, cause like some people will, you know, they'll bet, I don't know, someone like Brooks the other week, 55 to one. Someone said, you know, they put a $5 bet on Brooks. They're super pumped. Then you get people, nah, you, I bet like $300 on other people. Like, I don't give a fuck what you bet. You bet a dollar, you bet 50 cents, you bet 300 bucks on each guy. It doesn't really matter. We're doing this for fun. So um, I put it this way. I try to make it so every single one of my bets pays out the same on the outright. So you can kind of figure it out from there. Uh Nate needs revenge. This is not the course. Where are you at with answer? Have mixed feelings on him. I'm off this week. I want to kind of wait and see how he's doing. Feel like people sleeping on Brooks. No one is talking about him. I've talked about him like 40 times on the show. Please list your three favorites for one and done. That's in my one and done video. Can you do a my wife impression? Done. Uh, And do you have any fades towards the top 10 9K range? Dustin, Rom, Xander, Cantley, Rory. Everyone who's not Thomas, Bryson, JT, and Morikawa fades for me. I mean, it's not to say those guys aren't good plays, mind you, but when I'm narrowing down my core, that's how I narrowed down my core. Matt Best just joined as we're talking about producing shows. Producer Matt Best of the Fantasy Hockey Show, one of the producers here at Mayo Media Network. Shout out, Matt Best. Follow him on Twitter, at Best of He also does a Sunday betting video for us, and he knows his eSports. You want to get some like good eSports tips? You follow Matt Best. He's got winners uh matt wolf 80 to 1 seems like charity to me what are your thoughts so you can rewind to see if i bet on matthew wolf or not spoiler i did hi paul love the ufc show with you and cody
0: i, I appreciate it but not, not a question
1: not a question that's true let's, also, let's not ban them though let's you know, not we, ban want, them. we don't want to ban your audience paul that's coming out later
0: than usual this week it is, yeah. Cody we had Cody, Cody threw a little curveball uh, just moments yeah, la- before last we second, went, Cody. Like, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, I can't film at normal time. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be out tonight, though. We'll yeah. be good.
1: Uh, what do you think about Neiman? Seems fine. Simulator likes big cooch. I saw that, too, and I was like, oh, don't love that. He does play well at Riviera, though. He gained, like, nine strokes putting last year in his T2. Uh, I don't, I'm not using him this week. I liked Luke List after my initial research, but was surprised to see the Fantasy National Simulator hated him. Do you have any specific concerns about List this week? I mean, the same concerns I have about him every week is that he's going to miss eight three-foot putts and be out of the tournament. That's what happens with Luke List. I do like, I mean, he played really well at Torrey, uh, which is a nice come for here, and actually putted well at that course. Didn't put himself out of it, which is really all you're looking for. The short game looks like it's back. You'd think on paper this would be a really nice tournament for him, And he's played well at this tournament in the past. I just like him at shorter courses. I just find that his spike finishes weaker fields, hard, short courses where he kind of pops up like Heritage or the Honda Honda Classic at PJ National. Hi, Pat. Love the show. I love you. Not a question, though. Uh, that was one of the most well-explained answers I've ever heard. Ah, well, thank you, Gerard. Uh, thank you very much for answering my MBA question. What do you think about Neiman? I think he's fine. That came across your content at the start of the pandemic. Bored out of my mind. Fantastic stuff. Your network is now a staple of my week. Keep it up. Thank you, Bob, for tuning in. You can tell your friends, too. You can subscribe from multiple accounts and download podcasts from different, you know, phones. you just want to help out the network, that's how you can just spread the word around. That'd be great. Thoughts on Sergio this week? Pass. Thoughts on Wyndham Clark this week? I like. I like Wyndham Clark. Uh, using him on DraftKings. He was one of my last men in. Potentially, maybe that's a feature we can do, Paul. A nice short video. The last men in. Yeah. Two-minute video? Uh, here are three guys you can end your lineups with. I mean, I'll probably never Fantasy
0: do Fantasy National just like screamed Matthew Niesmith to me this week.
1: When you were doing your research,
0: well, yeah, when I made my lineups, just loved Matthew Niesmith. So, I mean, I'm horrible at DraftKings golf, so expect him not to make the cut.
1: You're really good, like halfway through Thursday, though.
0: Yeah, you're all fired up. <laughs> yeah, we, we we have rough Fridays, pretty much every Friday. Or at least one or two guys. I mean, I'm not playing Eric Van Rooyen, so he can't break my heart this week. <laughs> I don't, is he even in the field? No, he's not in the field. Thank God. That guy's just crushed me the last, like, few weeks. He really, he's a soul sucker. It's just the stats. The stats are just, like, play the guy with the fancy pants. And then you're like, ah. I like, like, every oh. single week, it's the same shit. Hey, it's end like end up in the same spot, just like, I'm not It's like Corey Connors this week. He's probably going to do well because I'm finally not playing him. I always play Corey Connors.
1: I feel like that was your biggest win on DraftKings that week that he won in Houston. He was the late ad, and you used a ton of Corey Connors. Maybe. I
0: forget. It's been a lot of losses recently.
1: <laughs> Will Z or Homa? Uh, I'd go with Homa. I'm not using them all, though. May have missed it, but I seem to remember a Rom-Palmer correlation on courses. Am I making that up? Is there a Bryson-Wolf correlation, too? I mean, that is all just pure anecdotal stuff that I come up with, but I just do notice that Ryan Palmer tends to finish, like, top 10 whenever Rom wins an event. Same as Bryson and Wolf, that they just tend to play well at the same tournaments. We saw it at the U.S. Open. They finished 1-2. They finished 1-2 at 3M. They finished 1-2 at Rocket Mortgage. So that's the only reason I bet on Wolf this week is because I bet on Bryson. I'm not using Wolf on DraftKings because I actually don't like him for this course, <laughs> But, you know, 80 to 1, why not get into it? 70 to 1, why not get into it? Is it a Han week? Also, thoughts on McNeely. Double pass for me. Can you make some Pat Mayo t-shirts? Give your head a shake, pal. I love the show. I actually have a few of them. I think Cody has one of those shirts. My wife made them for my 30th birthday, I think.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a great photo out there of Cody, but it would, take me, it would take me time. By the time we got around to that... It would be. Uh, you know what?
1: I think I have it on my phone.
0: Yeah, send it to me. I,
1: I, I will see if I can find effort this really quickly. You can throw it up on the I screen. Can throw it up for everybody to see. Ma- maybe we can. I mean, I've always people have been talking to me about merch for ages. Ah, yeah, there it is.
0: I'll just I'll Slack this to you right now. People seem to be, for whatever reason, me and Cody talking MMA. We've ha- we've got the same type of thing. I just where it's it, like you're, you're always kind of shocked. You're like, oh, people would wear the T-shirt. I mean, I would wear the T-shirt. I would
1: wear the T-shirt too. I'm actually getting some new fantasy national gear. We might start selling that soon. And it's like I have the blue one that I always wear in the gray hoodie, but you know that has a uh, baby throw up all
0: over it from the past three years. The uh, the dogger pass the new symbol or the new uh, logo is pretty fire. Thanks to Eddie the editor for that.
1: Why can't I find? I don't want to. I want to attach a picture. You no, know, it looks like you can only get baby pictures from me, Paul. I don't know why it's not allowing me to go back through all of my pictures throughout time. This oh. is just thrilling stuff. Let's just see. Can I just transfer it to Slack from here? I... Oh, I can. There we go. Share it with Paul Shaughnessy. Let's see it. Let's see if this worked. It's sending. It's sending. It's uploading. Riveting stuff. It is. This is what the
0: people tune in Th- for.
1: There were a bunch of shirts that just say cussed on it that we made people wear. I think... Right. I think Sean McCormick wore it at Fantasy for, like, every Friday for three straight years. Cussed shirts would just fly off of the shelves, I'm pretty sure. Your slack has been shared to Paul Shaughnessy. Did you get it? Yep. Boom! Oh, there we go. You can load it into the old Jam machine. I'll answer some this questions showing. here. Showing. Brandon Steele is the minimum on... You mentioned a site. You can't mention
0: banned for life. Yeah, somebody else already asked that about uh, that that site.
1: Yeah, that's how you get banned you're, for life. Give in. your head a sh- give your head a shake, pal. I like how drunk Matt Lee is in the background. Yeah, <laughs> this is underrated my favorite. part. And Jamie's of it. gut in the picture. Whose whose gut is that, Jamie? Oh, back when Jamie was thicker. Oh, okay. Uh, I use the mixed condition model, so I can use both short-term and long-term stats. In my rankings, what would you weight heavier, recent form or long-term stats? I think that's really a preference. I don't have any data to prove which is better. I prefer recent stats, but I do like to see if they correlate to long-term. I find long-term stats can really help finding a player who's just you know, potentially super low-owned, super low price, but baseline historically rates out really well. Last man in this week: Clark, Gim, or Lower. I'd go Clark. Back on Munoz? No. Uh, did I get my hotcakes yesterday? I mean, I didn't. I don't know if Tim did or not. And we can, you can tweet him and find out. Uh, Pat, I pooped my pants building my lineups again. Two or two the last two weeks, but I had a four hundred percent ROI. That is not a question. Okay. When you say you have 18 golfers in 40 lineups, do you mean you have a core of 18 and sprinkle in other golfers? Or are you just rotating those 18 golfers? I mean, there are 18 golfers in those 40 lineups. So I just rotated between those 18 golfers. Uh, let's see. Is this the week to do the Ben Raza player type stack with a few teams of accuracy and long irons, or should I stick to bombers? I just mixed and matched them. I didn't do any one player type stack like I have Bryson in a lineup with Matthew Fitzpatrick. I just think that both those guys are gonna play well this week. I don't really I don't normally do that. That's something Raza does. But Raza wins a lot more than I do and wins a lot more money. All right, this guy has asked this top three for one and done. You can check out the video. You're now in timeout because you've asked the same question more than once. Fantasy feels a lot like Lotto compared to outright betting. Not really. I mean, there's some people that are exceptionally good at building DraftKings rosters. Uh, They're more the game theory people and not myself. Let's see. What about Matthew Fitzpatrick as a low-owned pivot on DraftKings? I suggest going to FTNDaily.com and clicking on Pat Mayo's Pivot Plays article for the week. And maybe... You'll see Matthew Fitzpatrick's name in there and the reasons why. Thoughts on Grace, Last Man In, Single Entry Pass. Do you like Russell Henley? No one seems to be talking about him. I like that people who are people listening to that they say they're not talking about them. Like they haven't heard anyone. Like no one has overtly like tweeted at me and said play Russell Henley. Like he's gonna be
0: popular this week. Like not Is the most popular? popular, but it's not like people. You guys aren't. didn't really talk about Russell Henley on any of your shows this week.
1: I guess if you're only tuning into my show, yes. We haven't really brought up a ton of Russ Landley. I don't have a ton of interest. Just it's just a hard pass. Stats like him, though.
0: I mean, he guess he's a pivot off of, like, Carlos Ortiz. But you could also play Siwoo. Yeah, and it's not like he's low-owned. He's going to be in the double digits. Okay, fair.
1: Tringali or Connors? I would actually go with Tringali here. Any love for Malnati? Nah, not really. Thoughts on Kyle Stanley? Pass. Better golfer? Me or Paul? Probably me, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm I'm horrible pat you're kind of mean to the commenters yeah you're fucking right i am fuck you too that's what people tune in for jabroni don't get banned for life don't ask stupid questions again hey pat what's your dk handle how do you not know this by now you need to play in the pat Mayo experience open you can find my handle in there how about that can't lay x or jt for my one and done i actually like jt now that many states are allowing sports betting, would you make a video on on betting breakdowns, or do you have the same amount of money on a top 20? Now, my outrights are staggered a little bit uh, to have the same payouts. It's different for top 20s and everything. There's no real steadfast rules to this, and following me is definitely not the best way to do it, or Jeff, when it comes down to, like, the logic behind how we bet on things. Sometimes I'm feeling Bryson, so I'm going to bet more on Bryson. Like, I'm guilty of that just as much as everyone else is. Like, if, go find, like, a go tweet at Pozzola. He can figure it out for you. He's very good at bankroll management. Pat, outside of PGA and NFL, what are your favorite sports to bet? Probably UFC. It's because I listen to Paul and Cody and then I bet on that and then I win and it's great. <laughs> Other than DJ Rom, who would be your t- lock top 20 this week? Well, who's next in the betting odds? Bryson. There we go. Keep censoring me. You will regret censoring me. Is that a threat?
0: Uh-oh. Is your, where, is this, where is this guy? Is that, is that a threat? He's, I think he might get banned. Did he get, what, did he get put in timeout? He should be thanking his lucky stars that he didn't get banned for life. Well, nah, or is he coming back with a, a burner right
1: Burner now? account. Well, we'll just report that one and get that account banned too. And not just from my channel. No threats, please. Coward. <laughs> you, you must be a pretty tough guy not using a real name <laughs> or a photo and issuing threats on a YouTube chat. Bet you're real tough. Coward. So cowardly. What do you think the cut line will be this week? Plus two. Any love for Scheffler? I'm on. Yeah, Scheffler's fine. Tempted to add Han and Davis from the lower end. Han to so hit or miss. I like Davis more than I like Han. Do you ever use good drives gained? If so, in what circumstance? Feels like it could be a useful one. Um, Not especially. I usually just try to, instead of using good drives, there's one tournament I do use it for. I forget what it is. Uh, It's, I look at it. It's just one of the, the look- at ones <laughs> that I tend to use. Um, it, it could be very relevant this week, but I'm using distance, because uh, that's where I really want to land, and along with the long irons. I feel like I'm piecing it together that way. All of my research keeps pointing to one man, Pat Perez, but it doesn't seem like any touts are liking him. That's probably good. Uh, conspiracy to keep his ownership down? I mean, I, I don't see it, so... Rom or Cantley in the one-and-done? Let's go with Cantley. Love the challenge. OG pod with Rankin Rob. Does Paul have a prediction for the winner? The reason we didn't include Paul is Paul's not an OG when it comes to the challenge. You don't know these people. It's
0: true. Uh, like, you guys, yeah, you guys have been watching this longer than I have. I've been watching the last, like, five, six years, but yeah, and these people I wasn't all... in on it, like, in the early, early seasons. Who's he? Oh, Yeah.
1: I'd say Darrell
0: is probably the favorite, considering he's good on this season of The Challenge. Yeah, considering he's not really an OG, he's still in the moment.
1: Any love for Charles Howell III this week? Nah. The most important question. Who is Dr. Custon? You're going to have to rewind or check out the cheat sheet on that one when I went over it. Uh, I don't know if my eyes deceive me, but Spieth seems to be terrible off the tee. Uh, Yeah. That, that's the thing with Speeth, is that he sucks driving the ball uh, is he an auto fade at a bomber's course i mean spieth can patch it together with smoke and mirrors like he always does but i would think that his lack of distance and lack of accuracy are a real problem here will there be corn fairy content going forward if dk starts running contests we actually had a meeting about this the other night we determined no because no one cares like, uh, we don't, I don't want to have to spend like 300 bucks to do a show, even if it's less than 10 minutes, and have four people watch it. There's just, look at the prize pools for Corn Fairy. Like, people are not interested in this. Maybe if the contest grow, and there is popularity, but I don't want to waste my time or your time producing Corn Fairy tour content. Pat, you playing Chez Revie? Nah. Pat looks rough. Jesus. I feel like I'm looking good these days. How rude. Ban for life. Fuck you. <laughs> answer also flew out late okay that's not a question do you like chris baker the birdie maker 125 in a corn fairy event that i could probably get behind do you have any champ or co-crack? nope is ortiz good chalk yeah probably not do you see sergio making a run nah single entry can't layer brooks brooks pat love the show new member at fantasy national and learning to build what are your top three or four stats to use for riviera i suggest you tune in to sunday's show where i walk you through me building my model as the best advice i can give you about fantasy national you can see what i do uh, you probably don't want to copy me but you can see what my top few stats are and when i do my winning it's all up on the screen and see how i navigate what would be your best pick for first round leader i don't play that game that's why i pick six or seven long shots and hopefully one of those wins how you liking Gim? I guess you haven't been tuning in. Pat, do you have any hard and fast rules for cash outs or let it ride till it dies? Lashley was playing 40 to one on Sunday before he melted down. That was painful. Yeah, one's not a terrible cash out. Uh, I rarely cash out. Cash outs are generally bad plays. You're better off hedging uh, in that circumstance because the cash out will generally always be worse than what the hedge option will be. Charlie Hoffman seems to be playing well as of late. Does he? He had a good week last week and, like, withdrew from the previous events from that. Bryson, Colin, Finau, Stack? Go for it. Thoughts on Woodland? Probably going to pass. This guy's talking about my birthday. Same guy from last week. Not asking questions. Just being an idiot. So he's actually banned for life for real this time. Well, you had your chance. Norin Hadwin, or HV3 and Munoz? Favorite top 20 pick of those four? Werner? Werner. For me. Pat Perez, a cut maker, 16 of 19 cuts made. Well, unfortunately, it's not 2011. Uh, I don't like him this week. Holmes has been awful lately, but so good at this course. Are you playing him on DraftKings? Like I said before, I am not, but I did bet him at 225. Lately, I have been treading water or losing a few bucks each week. Do I stay the course or wait for a big week? I mean... How long have you been doing this for? You've been treading water for five weeks, so you have a sample size of five? That is not long enough to determine whether you're good at this or not. (laughs) You almost have to wait out an entire season of golf because everything is spread out week to week to week. It's like an entire season of NFL. Um, Yeah, and just because you haven't had for a big week, like most people go years without (laughs) a big week playing on golf. That's just how this works. If I only have four lineups, how many players would you rotate? Would I rotate? Well, I would never play four lineups, so that's a tough question for me. I'd probably have four lineups, twenty-four spots. I'd probably use like a combination of eight or nine guys. Any love for Schwartzel? I use one of my last cuts. Over under ten times Kikuya gets mentioned. Way over. Now that you are big enough to influence ownership, do you ever keep a play close to the vest? No. I'm here to give you guys information. Like <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't really bother me. And I would say that I probably had more influence on ownership like two years ago than I do now, when people actually thought I was good at this. Uh, late join Gary Woodland pass. Why do you prefer Bryson over DJ? Because DJ is five and a half to one, and Bryson is eighteen to one. <laughs> Simple enough. And he left for Hollywood Hoagie. Nah. Thoughts on Von Taylor? He's okay. Thanks for the content, Pat. Thank you, Alexandre Savoir which I assume I'm pronouncing correctly. You can, it looks like a French name, so I I don't think it's, if I was American, I'd be like, Alexander Savoy is how I would pronounce it, but I am not American, so I would say Alexander Savoy. So you can let me know uh, how much, how close I am to that. Uh, Long shot, you're betting. I went over my card at the very beginning of the show, so you can rewind. Love having the Tour Junkies this week, Pat. You and Team TJ combined are as good as it gets. Love, TJ. Love, love Pat, love DB. We've been friends for a long time now, going on like six, seven years. So, always fun. now finally over the hump. Eh, probably not. Any love for Mac Hughes? Never. First time. Uh, it's time for a sig break. Thanks all the content. I'll give people another like minute if they got any more questions to chuck in. We'll we'll vamp for a second. You become a fam- fantasy national member. Right now, if you haven't done that already, 20% off with fantasynational.com slash mail. Like I've said before, if you wager or play more than $10 a week on DraftKings, you should probably get a Fantasy National membership. At least do your research for this stuff. What else? Smash the like button uh, if i guess if you're watching this after the fact you've made it all the way through you already know to leave your comments the hundred dollar draw, please like help out mayo media network and, and all of the podcasts even if you don't give a shit about hockey or whatever it is if you subscribe and download to those that means so much to us and really does help us out to provide more content with more contributors it allows us to be able to afford those things so daily fantasy sports picks and bets the mix all of the short form content in audio form leave a five-star review up on apple podcast after you subscribe download those episodes leave your twitter handle and and or email address along with something nice and you're in a draw for 100 bucks you can do that fantasy hockey picks and bets um, that is also a mayo media network show the dogger pass podcast cuss corner we got a ton i think we have like six or seven audio podcasts now and always the videos are up on the youtube page so subscribe to that but downloading the audio stuff really helps us out too when it comes down to it here we go All right, we got some more questions here thoughts on 2v2 neiman v answer versus scott v garcia i'm not using any of those four guys so double pass for me Got any Masters future? I do not as of right now. Burns or Cam Davis? Cam Davis, one and done argument against saving Bryson for a major. Why burn him now? Because I think he's going to win this week. I want to take winners. I want people who want to win. I'm not in the business of saving people for majors. Like When you look at the major betting sheet, there are like 10 guys that you're going to be able to use who all have basically the same chance of winning. Bryson's one of those guys, but you got to use them other places too. What goes into calculating strokes gained around the green? Someone this past week was about 80% scrambling, but hardly any strokes gained around the green. Wondering how that is, because scrambling and strokes gained around the green aren't the same thing. Scrambling is just, you could be, yeah, you might have to scramble from 200 yards out. So I think it's anything 30 yards and in from the green is counted towards strokes gained around the green. Anything beyond that? I mean, scrambling, it's all scrambling, um, but anything else would be an iron shot. Any love for Will Z this week? Nah, not done. On a typical week, how... uh, how do you have a number of golfers in mind to place outright wins on? No, not really. Just see who I like, and if it's more guys that I like that week. Oh, I like that guy, that guy, and that guy. It's usually way too many, uh, as everyone knows, that you know, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less.
0: Yeah.
1: Why not do showdown content? It's dead content. That's why I do a betting show on Monday afternoon so we can live Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning. You get four days out of that one piece of content for Showdown. Not enough people play it for one thing, and it would require me. I mean, I already do, like, six full-length shows a week, plus writing, plus guest appearances. That's just another show. I don't have time for this shit, Uh, especially for content that's not going to last more than, like, four hours. Not worth it for me. Uh, Keep up the great work. Great shows. Thank you, Ned. Ned. If I send you my lineup on Cameo, would you rate it and add suggestions? No. I don't care enough about your lineup to do that. Play your own lineups. Uh, If I can Spieth continue, I would say probably not here, but you never know. Bet Cantlay or Neiman? I did not. Burns or Gim? Gim, see Woo Or Cam Davis? I like Cam Davis. Uh, What do you think about fading... What do you think about fading only because of the Christ, the elite guys, and just grab four high-end players, Fiona Brooks, Hovland, grabbing two quality guys? Ari went over this earlier. Pat, thoughts on Hovland or Neiman and DFS? Passed on both. That's my team on a site that shall not be named. You brought it up, banned for life. Great way to end it. All right, thank you all for watching. Smash the like button on the way out. Sub to everything that I mentioned before. And go all do all that stuff now. Go win some bucks on DraftKings this week, all right? I'll see you next time.
0: experience i yes.